Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Berry, joined by the one, the only, Mr. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. Darren, I said it last week, and it's even more prevalent this week. Last week, we had games that counted. This week, it's a Mountaineer game. We're there. The, it's Brawl Week, y'all. It is Brawl Week, y'all, and I feel like I'm in Georgia now because I keep sounding like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been in Georgia mentally all, all this summer, okay, being a Braves fan. Like mm-hmm. I've been I've been there mentally. Okay, I'm ready to go. But we have matters uh north of the Mason Dixon line to uh to to tackle this week as West Virginia appears <sighs> for the first backyard brawl since twenty eleven. Can you believe that? We have gone eleven years since we played Pitt in football. That's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how in two thousand seven, before the game of which I will not speak, even though I literally am speaking about it right now. Uh, there was a like a pregame show called the Brawl for It All because that meant everything for West Virginia. It was the hundredth edition of the of the rivalry, and we all know what what was on the line for West Virginia. And I'm not gonna like I'm gonna save anyone having PTSD from that by going into details. Okay, I just got over it a few. Actually, I'll never get over it. Uh, but I, there was a there was a documentary there and i was thinking about how you know that that game meant so much and how if you had told either of us that in five years these two teams will not be playing they won't be in the same conference the biggest will be gone and we will have to wait 11 years after that date to, to play them again in a non-conference game what would you have said to that I'd be like, what in the world? Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking really? about? Uh, like, what? The, the, their conference rivals are going to play every year in the last game of the year, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how this works. We play Pitt the last game of the season. We beat him more recently, but not overall. Like, Pitt owns the all-time series, like 60-some with 30-something. West Virginia's won the last three, but even then... It's not anywhere near like we're going to have to win a lot of games against Pitt to take the all-time series lead here. <laughs> there have been three ties in this series as well. So, <clears throat> anyway, enough of the serious history. Darren, let's talk about this. The, the, if you, College game day is going to be there. And we've talked about that before. When game day is at the West Virginia generally loses. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping that that is not the case this week. The two reasons. One, I don't want to go on one. Two, I don't want to lose to Pitt. Just, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I got Kansas on the back end of this, but still, like, I'd rather go into Kansas 1-0. So, it, I'll start out with something kind of emotional. What, what, before we get into the actual game, what does it mean to you to have this rivalry back on the schedule? <laughs> I have three words and I'm not going to say them. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm making an exception this week. Go on. <laughs> uh, anybody, anybody got Sweet Caroline playing? Oh, my Lord. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I, uh, which is probably most of you, you know, whatever. Uh, I was given the privilege of broadcasting a, a high school football game last week, and it was done remotely. And uh, 
uh, the day before the game, I went over to the guy who does it at his house, and he was showing me what you know how things get done. And they were doing a uh, talk show in the studio there. And as a result, uh, they they were talking about the backyard ball. They actually had Dale Wolfley on as the guest for this talk show. And uh, there's a there's a Guy who used you may have run into him, uh, Dan. Do you remember anyone at Fable by the name of Dan Poland, Coach Poland? Uh, yeah, he was um, the assistant coach for the basketball team my senior year when I played. Okay, did you know he was a very big Pitt fan? I was not aware. He's a massive Pitt fan, and he actually, I think they said he lives up around Pitt now, and uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, they were going to have him call in. And it's like, oh, we'll come back. We've, we've covered the WVU side of things. We'll come back with Dan Pole and we'll get a little bit about the Panthers. Well, that wasn't really happening because they, they kind of cut us short. They ran out of time right at the very end. And they're like, oh, sorry, we, we ran out of time. We can't do it. And so as they signed off the show, they played Sweet Caroline. And the two hosts, two hosts actually said the phrase, eat shit pit, live <laughs> on air. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Wonderful. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's not on broadcast television. It's just a live stream. But you can say it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can sit out here where you just choose not to. Make an interception this week or this pit week. Eat <laughs> shit pit. <laughs> uh, now, see, this will be the first time, literally the first time uh, since I've been to, uh, I was in college, finished college, and of course, you know, through that time span that being able to say it actually means something because I'll tell you, it doesn't matter who we're playing. doesn't matter what the day is. If there's an event, there are college students and the like gathered drinking before a game or after and during and any other scenario <laughs> and sweet Caroline is being played and each shit pit is being chanted. doesn't matter who you're playing. doesn't matter. And now, they're actually playing pit. <laughs> right? It's like, like, here's the thing. The Boston Red Sox do like the middle of the eighth inning, they play split Carolina. I'm like, God, I hope no one WBU goes to a Red Sox game. Because <laughs> Red Sox fans love that song and they're going to be like, what are you doing? Well, what is this nonsense? <laughs> like, you don't care about college football up here, okay? Like, just, you have baseball, you have the Patriots, okay? Like, you have, you have any, you have professional sports, we have college. Okay, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it, 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 this is going to be so. And here's the thing: like, I was hoping that the first game of the of the revived series was going to be in Morgantown, but honestly, going up to their place and beating them would be just as sweet. <laughs> For sure, especially that they're ranked. It's like <laughs> you rank 17th. That's cute. <laughs> Get ready to lose that. Come, you know. Actually, yeah. the poll will be released on Tuesday, but come like ten thirty on on Thursday, get ready. Yeah, I don't even know. Well, yeah, I don't know much about it, of who they retained all I, uh, or anything about their backup to know. You know whether they, the... lo- they lost their quarterback to the Steelers. They lost their receiver to USC, but they gained a former USC quarterback, and they still have a pretty good defense. Hmm. That's all I know. That literally, that's all I know about. Like, I can't go any further because <laughs> I don't know much about this team. Because every time I think about about looking at them, I, my blood starts boiling, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing that. 
Okay. I'm just not. <laughs> I will look at Kansas. I will not look at Pitt. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, it's all about making sure one is healthy. Okay. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I'd rather mental, not. Mental health. Yes, exactly. That's the word I couldn't find mental <laughs> health. I'd rather not want to vomit every time I look at a pit uniform. Like even okay, so I have a I use Phil Steele's college football preview magazine, and I got it this year a little bit later because I didn't have a chance to go through a lot of the teams. But um, I was entering the the betting lines and the stuff on uh, on for week zero's games, which we'll get to that uh, on Saturday. And I hadn't there were there was two ACC games. There was Florida State, Duquesne, and then North Carolina, Florida A and M. Uh, so I was flipping through those. I didn't come across the pit page yet, but I'm like, thank God. Because I'm, every time I flip through and I see pit's page, I want to vomit like every single time, every single week. And I'm always hoping I get to work an L in there. Like when I, when, when pit wins, I'm like, okay, this is, this is repulsive. Stop. (laughs) Like this is a rivalry. Okay. This is, I was, I won't say I was raised because my dad, like he doesn't, my dad, Fuses a rival, but he's not like one of those crazy people who's like, you know, you hate these people because they wear pit, but still it's like I was brought up on this being a rivalry and I'm not supposed to like you. <laughs> I don't like you. Okay? You can be the nicest dude ever. I don't like you. <laughs> uh, oh man, I just thought of a crazy. So I'll let you finish up and then I've got I've got I've got a crazy one. I mean, I, I frankly, I don't know any much else about. Uh, I, I kind of just kind of went in blind with, with this. Um, uh, all I know is that, um, well, to, to put it uh, simply, the Mountaineers better be better than they ended the season at, uh, with, you know? Because we'll get there. That's all I got. Okay. So the last time we actually played, no. Not the last time. The second, the last time we were in Pittsburgh was 2010. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of this because, quite frankly, no one cares. And it's a little bit too graphic for what I would consider to be our audience. But I had, to, I had an emergency. I had to go to the hospital. And I've had a specialist in Columbus, Ohio, at Nationwide Children's Hospital that have treated me very well since like 2006. And so, maybe even earlier than that. But anyway, I've been going to Columbus a while, and I had just had surgery on my liver no more than like – this was over Thanksgiving week. So it was the week of the, of, the, of, the, of the game. And I had been home from Chicago having surgery for a little, over, little under a month when this happened. And we go over to Summersville uh, when my pediatrician was at that point, and uh, they say, well, we can't do anything here. We need to send you to Columbus or Pittsburgh. And – we decided on Columbus because they're familiar with me. And my dad looks at me and he's like, if they send you to Pittsburgh, I do not want you talking shit because it's Pitt. I don't. <laughs> UPMC is a quality hospital. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. aware of that, okay? Like, look, I don't want to be here either, okay? I know you don't want to be here either. You want to be at home. And just – I do too, okay? Like, yes, I hate the football team. No, I'm not going to run my mouth because it's the University of Pittsburgh. I am aware of how good UPMC <laughs> is. I watch Penguins games. I see the ads. 
So if that gives you any indication about how this mustard valve means to me, well, that, that should. A friend of mine uh, uh, is a nose. Well, I guess is probably not going to be a nose there for very much longer because he's starting med school here soon. But he's a nose there. As far as I'm aware right now, he's still a nose there <laughs> at UPMC. Mm. And then uh, we got I got I got sent away to Chicago uh, on on the day of the game. I was in Chicago and I just got settled into the uh, to the to the room I was in the hospital. And all I wanted to do was watch the game. And I started the first half, and then my doctor rolled uh, came in. And he's like, "What did you do?" I'm like, "I don't know. You tell me. You're the doctor here, not me. Like, there's a reason I'm here, okay?" And I missed the entire second half of the game because I had to go get an X-ray, and I was there for that long. Huh. I was mad at that. I was like, come on. Like, really? Oh, I feel like... So, oh, I, haven't even, I haven't even finished a backyard brawl game since uh, <laughs> 20, 2011, well, the next year. But either way, I'm like, Ugh. okay. I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, I forgot that they were going to be doing... So obviously they're going four years from now until 2025, but then they're doing another four years in 2029 to 2032. I forgot that. I'd forgotten that too. That that was apparently been a thing since April, but I had forgot about that. Well, we'll see what happens with the new uh, new look college football mm-hmm. with one of these contracts. So yeah. We'll see if that one gets honored. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this one now. Unless we suddenly <laughs> get into the ACC. Yeah. Which if the ACC really, like, the NBC just went and got the Big Ten, presumably to pair with Notre Dame. Well, it hasn't been announced. So if if Notre Dame is out there for the getting, I suggest the ACC go get Notre Dame and make that the 15th football team and go get West Virginia. Put yourself at 16. I very much suggest the ACC go look at that. Because the Big Ten will not take West Virginia. They don't want them, and I don't think WVU is – has the academic standard for the for the Big Ten. Is WVU a member of the uh, American Institute of Universities or whatever the Big Ten's requirement is? I have no idea what that is, actually. Um, it's something that they, like, Kansas, no, that, no, they're not. Because I think Kansas is the only school in the Big 12 that actually yeah. is. I'm, I remember reading that, yes. Huh. So Kansas is the only Big 12 school the Big Ten would want based on its current criteria. Interesting. So the Big Ten won't take you. I want no part of the SEC. Like, let's, let's, so they and, just I, – I don't – yeah, I don't care. What's it called again? American – I don't even remember what it's oh. called. I just remember Kansas is a part of it. Yeah. Oh, I will, I'll, we'll, I'll we'll look at it later because I'm just like, I don't know what that is. But either way, it's like let's just totally ignore the fact that you've got an all-one research universe. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they only t- brought down effectively – what was it? Uh, Volkswagen for the diesel scandal. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. You, you get and it. discovered you gravitational we're not up there wave. With Duke and UNC like, and dis- State. Discovered grav- gravitational wave. Showed evidence of gravitational waves for the first time ever. You know. I didn't know. So I think Newton was graduated West Virginia discovering <laughs> gravity. <laughs> it was uh, something about uh, they they were able to to like actually map the gravitational waves. Uh, with like some, it was spearheaded by a West Virginia researcher, and it was in collaboration with a bunch of others, as usual. Um, Dear Atlantic Coast Conference, put West Virginia University 
in your league, you will get. A, <laughs> here's the thing: you will become the most. Even if we suck, we will become instantly popular with everyone in the state. <laughs> the guys will be playing Pitt, Boston College, Miami, UVA, Virginia Tech. We'll get half the old Big East back together. <laughs> And when we get Duke coming up here every other year or whatever for basketball season and UNC, hello, mm-hmm. come on. Like here's the thing: imagine the WVU Virginia conference game in basketball, first one of fifty wins. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <sighs> All right, so let's move on from the actual game. Which, by the way, JT Daniels was named the starting quarterback at West Virginia this year. You know, everyone, like, as soon as he walked on campus, that was not like, eh, come mm-hmm. on. We talked about that. You don't bring him in unless he's going to start. Yep. He, he, Brown literally said that. So, <clears throat> well, not literally. He said that we don't bring him in if we didn't think he had a need, but still, if you have a need, you're probably going to start him. So, Darren, first game of the season. What should we expect out of the 2022 Mountaineers? I, I frankly, I want to see them firing on all cylinders. I don't want any of this shaking off the rust stuff. We, I've seen it enough. I've said it enough, uh, and it doesn't work. Um, I want them coming out with uh, firing on all cylinders. I want them come one. I want them coming out for blood, not to hurt people. Metaphorically, here, I want them right out of the gates coming for blood. Not only because this is one, of, this is the most important rival, arguably the most important rivalry in you know school history, um, uh, if not nationwide. No, arguably, it is the most important rivalry in school. And you know, they all need to they 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 all need to know uh, what they're you know playing for there. Um, it seems like. You know Neil Brown does a pretty good job at instilling in them what they're supposed to be playing for uh, in situations, but it's ma- it's more so a matter of how receptive have the 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 players been, and frankly, they generally haven't been very receptive in these situations. Of hey, you're playing for something important, uh, even even if it's a you know uh, a mediocre bowl game. That's you know bowl games are important. <laughs> Uh, debatably, uh, but in terms of making it, it's nuanced and important. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of making it and and going, oh yeah. The point is, with other big situations, they pretty much throughout <laughs> the Neil Brown and even beforehand, not just through Neil with Neil Brown, um, they've they've not bought into the importance of you know these big games. Um, so they need to come up firing on all cylinders. They have to. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be another. I, 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 I would not be has not uh, would not be hesitant to say that it's just going to be another uh, season. Oh well, here's what they could have done if they had actually showed that they cared. Um, because literally the last couple of years, it hasn't felt like the players cared very much. To me, you could see that Neil Brown. Shows that he's caring and shows that he's trying to, you know, get things. He, he better care. Yeah, but that's what he's getting paid for. You can't tell. I've not been able, really been able to tell that that the players have, and that kind of has shown in the fact that they 
probably a Fifty uh, percent of the people that were there two years ago that haven't graduated have probably dipped out. That's probably overestimating, but you get my point. A whole heck of a lot of them aren't there anymore because of that. Let me issue a rebuttal to that, just because I'm just because I can. The team was two and four at six games last year going into that bye week. Mm-hmm. A team that didn't care would have finished like four and eight. This team went four and two down the stretch, got to a ball game. Yes, they didn't play well in said game, but they got to a ball game. Yeah, they they need to be at it. They need to be at a hundred percent. They can't be at a. Oh, I don't care until the last moment. They have to care from the beginning. Otherwise, this program's getting nowhere. And Neil Brown's getting kicked out of the door because of it. Not to, not this season. I'm not saying it's going to happen this season. He'll get kicked out, but it's going gonna say, to. Happen. That's a very bold claim there. No, no he won't get kicked. Season for sure. Uh, uh, well, ninety nine percent. Unless the bottom just completely um, falls out. Yeah, but if if it keeps going that way, he's going to get the axe because of it. It it just it it's 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 an obvious statement at that point because then it's it whether it is obviously he's shoulders blame uh, one way or the other. But if you if they just if it's a consistent, they don't care, then clearly it's something wrong with you too at that point. If you, even though you care, you're apparently not communicating that well enough. So they have to come out firing on all cylinders. They have to come out really showing. And you know, otherwise I will immediately have very low hopes for the season. <laughs> Because that's just me. <laughs> you are you are a professional pessimist. Mm-hmm. D- does the fact that you're working on the on the new offensive coordinator, working with the with a similar style scheme but not the same, the quarterback that hasn't been has only been here since May, does the offense get a little bit of leniency to you? Like they they, they can take game one to get the kinks out and be ready for Kansas. Or is it still? I have every expectation that you're going to roll out score thirty five against Pitt on Thursday. It, it would be different if it wasn't Pitt right off the bat, right? Because when, when, with these types of games, you're expected to you're expected to put in the extra work, right? Right. Especially for a game of this with this, the carries this much weight for the program you've got to put in that extra work. So if they didn't put in that, if they're showing, obviously you're not going to be perfect. I'm not expecting them to be perfect, right? There'll probably be a few obvious mistakes in the first drive or two that will be like, Oh, okay, whatever. But it can't carry on throughout the game. And if it was something like, coming in and playing Western Kentucky and whatever, you've got leeway there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> WK, you can score. Okay. Uh, then that's where Zappy came from and they didn't slow down. Like, uh, Eastern Kentucky. I think yeah, Eastern, Eastern Kentucky. Kentucky okay, fair. Yeah. Western so, Kentucky went up Austin P for 38 on Whoever um, we Saturday. used to play like regularly at opening season. Actually, I think that's one game that my dad and my mom went to back when I, back in like the early, it's like 06 or 07. 06, they played. Something like that. I can't remember. Oh, uh, they play? Oh, seven. They got Western Michigan. Oh, not oh six. Uh, sorry, it'd have been like oh four, oh five, because oh six would have been. They, yeah, they they would have been about, play, about split by that point. But the point is, when they play in the- those uh, teams mm-hmm. that you expect to beat, 
Yes. Is essentially what I'm going to say, because I'm not going to call them crap teams, because that's not fail. The teams that you expect to beat. Um, it'd be different if it was that, because you've got plenty of leeway, but you're playing Pittsburgh, and you're playing in the biggest rivalry in, in the school's history. You've, you've got to have put in the extra pre- preparation for that. You've, you've got to have Eastern Washington show. was the FBS opponent. Eastern in Washington in 2006. Right. Yeah, and it was Eastern. They made something. the trek all the way from Eastern Washington to Morgantown mm-hmm. to get whooped like 56 to nothing or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, they probably were. Well, those are probably about. They were paid handsomely for it. <laughs> uh, West Virginia won that game, 52 to three. Ah. close enough. String for that at the mm-hmm. end something, something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, uh, but yeah. Well, yeah that's a fair point how much of a difference do you think having Graham Harrow as the offensive coordinator will have not necessarily in terms of scheme but here's what I want to bring up to you we've seen Neil Brown get the game clock clock management right on the money and we've seen him get it not right on the money mm-hmm Remember, under the old offensive uh, system, Neil Brown would call plays from the 20 to the goal line on both sides. So if you're backed up from your minus 20 in the, and to, in the red zone. So that changes. Like, I'll, I'll tease a little bit what we're going to talk about. Scott Frost, the Nebraska head coach, gave up uh, offensive play calling. Actually, to Pitt's old offensive coordinator from last year, Mark Whipple. Uh, and Frost said, you know what? You get sucked into uh, – to if you're an offensive play caller as a head coach, you get sucked into the offensive uh, call sheet. And you don't you don't watch the game as much. So, you know, granted, don't take anything Scott Frost says right now, but still, like, do you think having someone as just the sole offensive voice will help West Virginia in the long run in terms of Neil Brown now being able to be the head coach? Instead of the head coach, but also offensive coordinator. I I'm I'm always of the mindset that that if a, if the if you're doing more than one job, someone else needs to be doing that second job. Right. So I I would hope that it helps that you've got a dedicated person calling the shots, and then you can handle what you're supposed to handle as a head coach. Um, and that doesn't mean that some people can't do both well. Um, but I'm always in favor of if it requires or if, if, if one person does two jobs, a second person needs to be hired. Or a second person needs to be taking over that um, one of those two responsibilities. Um, because I mean, it We've had multiple complaints of this type of stuff pretty much since he came in that w- w- wasting timeouts, right? The running joke that, oh, they've wasted the timeout. The game hasn't started yet. Um, and just, you know, some questionable choices um, in other situations. So having one guy handle every part of the field the entire part, not no splitting duties. Um, I would have to hope that that helps because um, I can't really think of too many reasons where it would be bad unless th- this guy's just really bad at calling in 
the twenties, and you know, yeah, <laughs> right, like. Like that's a really weirdly specific place to be bad, but <laughs> also the worst place to be bad. Also the worst places, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, you can't do anything in the red zone, and you can't stop yourself from getting in your own way at the and when you're matching inside your own twenty. Mm-hmm. What are you, a high school team? <laughs> so, welcome guy calling all the plays in all the and handling all of that. In all the situation, every situation, I'm in favor of that. So am I. All right, I'll put you on the spot. What should what what do you expect record wise from the West Virginia University football team this year? Huh, man, I don't even. Um, I can't even tell I'm, what a, you got at Pitt, Kansas, mm-hmm. Towson, at Virginia Tech as your first four. I I'm. Let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hope three, three and one out of those four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope three and one at least out of those four. Um, if they win Thursday, mm-hmm. I'm calling it right now a four and zero. I think they're going to Blacksburg and winning. VT as a new head coach, first time head coach, new starting quarterback. Yeah, that place will be rocking, but I think the experience on WVU side yeah. here helps. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean. Obviously, they beat them last year, handed them, handed them. Uh, right. So you know they 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 have uh, they have a little momentum on that side going for them at least. You know, granted, it, you, like you said, entirely new system that they're it, play, facing. But that's that's my entire thing. Is you know my disdain for first year head coaches. I screamed mm-hmm. all the. You know, remember when Dave Aranda was at Baylor two years ago, the first year of this podcast? I mm-hmm. screamed, "Don't trust Baylor! Don't trust Baylor! Don't trust Baylor!" Everyone was high on Baylor, and I kept screaming at him. What happened? I was right. Mm-hmm. I don't trust first-year head coaches. Not say they can't be good, but I'm just saying don't put a whole lot of money on them, especially mm-hmm. in a rivalry game like this. There's something to be said about it. you've never experienced this before. Even if you were a player at a, at a certain school, you've never coached in a game like this before. Yep. So just kids. So I didn't up to you there, but – no. Yes. Let's see. I'm. I'm. I want to. I want to hope for eight wins. Because at least that makes me feel better about, you know. Because because it's really been it's it's pretty much been, um, riding five hundred. For since Neil Brown has has joined in, and. You know, we got you got to get you got to start showing that separation. I don't expect an immediate, you know, nine and three or ten and two or whatever, but it is an eight and four will at least show me that something's changing for the better. Because the, the last two have just been, you know, saying the right things, but nothing coming out of it to show what, that those words are doing anything, right? I can so agree with that. After Virginia Tech, you go to Texas. Baylor comes here on a Thursday. At Texas Tech, TCU at home. At Iowa State, home for Oklahoma and Kansas State. Then you finish up going to Stillwater. That, that, that last quarter of the season, at Iowa State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, do not go into that one needing 
needing like two or three wins to go to a bowl game. Yeah. No. Yeah. Get get your get your business done early. Exactly. Oklahoma State people are thinking I mean some people think they can win the Big Twelve this year. Along with Baylor. I mean it's it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we we got to see what Oklahoma's up to, and you know, we know Texas ain't back, so um, <laughs> you know, Baylor, you know, they'll they're defending, correct? Yes. Uh, so, and so, and Oklahoma State's consistently, if you know, essentially in the conversation. Um, like, they're going to be good. They may not win the league. They're going to yeah. be good. Yeah, so you can bet that they're going to be fighting. A lot of people like TCU. Hmm. People, ESPN was doing something on game day the other day, and they were talking about who wins the Big 12, and they said the top seven, you could pick any of them and say this is going to be your Big 12 championship game, and they would believe you. Who's What's eight through nine? West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas. Like, yeah. well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for not including us in that. The between us and TCU. <laughs> All right, they have a first-year head coach. We don't. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, Sunny Likes has been there and done it in a while, but he's not done it there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Yep. Now, to be fair to them, I never expected WV to be fighting for the Big Twelve. Twelve. So I don't. I don't disagree with them. I feel shade. But I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, as sad I as it is to say, I started screaming expletives uh, <laughs> after I, after uh, that happened. My dad was in the kitchen. And he's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "No, they just spent the WVU again." And I'm like, "All right." He's like, uh, like, well, like "Okay." Even when WVU was looking like they could possibly fight for the Big Twelve, I was sitting there going, "They're not gonna. Fight. They're not gonna. They're not gonna." Like something's gonna w- happen because it's WVU, and at the time it was Skylar Howard. And even though we won with Skylar Howard, he still messed up in the moments that he didn't need to mess up in. Uh, and not it wasn't just him. I will be clear there. It's not just him. It was the it was the whole shenanigan, you know, whole part that was you know messing up at the wrong moments. But he was make he was certainly uh, bearing uh, some fault. He was the face of that movement too. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so you say eight wins. I'm going to go eight as well, eight or nine. Uh, nine and three would be great. Mm-hmm. But this is pre bowl game too. Uh, uh, eight and four, nine and three, I'd be – I would – honestly, it, it, if it's close, like there's a lot of close – I would take seven and five for the simple reason of I can improve this program to be in the right direction. Mm-hmm. As long as I can see tangible growth, like yes – you can see there's something here. I'm fine with it. Because that's what you need right now. Mm-hmm. You need to, like, the, the proof has to be there. And, and here's the thing. It's all fine and well for you and I to say, oh, there's proof going. But what you need to have is you need to have people who are like the Facebook fans only, right? The ones who are like, bring back the old Big East, or I don't like the new NIL stuff. I don't like the new uniforms mm-hmm. stuff. You need those people to be proved that there's progress happening here. Yep. If you can convince those people, we're, we're good. Granted, those people probably think progress is 11 and 1. Yeah. Still, 
Well, well their progress is throwing Neil Brown to the dogs after one season. <laughs> yes. Or no better yet, if they lose Thursday, throw them to the dogs then. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you lost, get out of here. They would not surprise me. Like, you lost to Pitt, how dare you? Yeah. I mean, looking, really staring at the schedule, it, 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 is, enti- it is entirely possible they could come out 5-0. and because, and I'll say this because I'm never, I'm not gonna pick Texas over WVU. I don't care. I'm not gonna do it. I don't, and they're never back. So it's, it is Texas could possible. be number one in the country, and I wouldn't pick and you Texas. Would not pick that. No, I, I just, I truthfully don't have any respect for that program. <laughs> no <Not> either. <laughs> uh, so, and uh, it just, it is what it is. Um, so, but I mean, literally, I, I mean, I'm also being serious. It is realistic that they come out; they could be five and zero, and I would still sit there and go, "All right, well, n- now you're playing." Assuming that the three that are ranked are still ranked coming to that point, you know, Baylor, uh, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Um, it, you still got three ranked teams to face, uh, three more ranked ranked teams to uh, face. So, huh. If they go into that Baylor game five and zero and they beat Baylor, Hoo-hoo. does that change your opinion of this season? Oh, that I mean, that changes. I mean, getting five and zero would make me, you know, a little happy. Uh, uh, we got to no, win one think, game to go to a bowl game, fellas. We yeah. got six to win one. Let's go. Yeah, if you literally come in and n- knock off Baylor and get to six and zero, and you're already, you know, bowl eligible. That is that is a high that that need, team needs to keep riding with, at that point. Um, and I'd be like, holy cow! Uh, then it's a matter of, all right, don't let it get too much to your head because we saw what happened when that uh, when you know in Geno Smith's last year, they uh-huh. they got to off to that really hot start, and we were like, all right, yeah, we're handling the Big Twelve. And then Texas Tech came in and said, no, thank you. Actually, and, we went down to Texas Tech. Well, yeah, uh, and they were like, no, thank you, bye bye, so. And then, I still believe Quentin Spain was sipping off using his uh, when the way he was like where his feet were set. I still believe that to this day. I I was able to watch the game because I was actually at Carowinds at that time for the same thing. Oh, Carowinds? Yeah, with one of my friends. So I was keeping track of it on my on my phone. Uh, I, I pro- well, probably the ESPN app because I didn't know which report existed. Uh, so I think I was using ESPN. But either way, point, point being, right. I was keeping track of it on my phone going, oh, you've got to be kidding me. What in the world? That's pretty much what I was saying while I was wait- waiting in line. <laughs> I watched that game and it was absolutely miserable. Yeah. I didn't feel great that day anyway, but it was absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, okay, this sucks. Yep. Then they lost five in a row. Yep. So yeah, let's uh, let's not. So I, when I say ride the high, don't ride it for too long because you got to come back down to reality. And know that you're not invincible. Or we can just go 13 and 0 and sink our way into the playoff as the Big 12 champion. (laughs) If that happens, I'm going to go buy a couple lottery tickets. (laughs) That happens, I'm telling my brother to lock his dorm, his room at the apartment so his castle to get stolen. (laughs) 
That's what I'm doing. Like, hey, Chase, okay, they're 13 and 0, they're going to the playoff. Mm. Lock your freaking door. <laughs> and make sure you know where your couch is at all times. <laughs> oh boy, man can dream, can't well men can dream, can't they? Yep. Like, can you imagine just if they I'm not even gonna go there because I, I don't want to get myself like I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Man. Just but then again, I imagine what it would like what it'd be like for the Braves win the World Series and then they did it last year. So I guess anything is possible. Mm-hmm. I would look at him and went, you know, that's not going to happen. They're never going <gasps> to. They won the World Series. <laughs> I have a shirt to prove it. <laughs> and it was for my lifetime. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We've spent almost an hour talking about just this one game. Despite not talking about the game for more than like two minutes. There were college football games played on Saturday. One of them was Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. And among the things to have happened in the game was the internet without mistake that meant free beer. Ireland knows how to do it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free everything, really, but come on, it's Ireland. Where, where, where am I going to go for? Like, the freaking taco stand? No, I'm going for the beer stand. <laughs> curious how the Irish... Uh, uh, how the Irish portray tacos. Curious right? now. I'm going to guess no potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> take That's the, wrong, but it's funny. You immediately take a uh, play, uh, uh, play out of the Taco Bell's loaded potato grillo. Oh, God. Those, oh, man. Mm, those were good. Mm-hmm. Dollar. And I don't even think they exist. My point is, so they you have inspiration. <laughs> you know what I loved the, when, I, when they were when they were around? Fiesta hmm. potatoes. Hmm. I don't think I ever had this. Basically, it was just like it was just like a small bowl of like potatoes and cheese. That's all it was. Huh. That's all it was. <laughs> Not good for you by any means. But then again, <laughs> what is a Taco Bell? Exactly. Like I'm not going there to feed my. I'm going there to feed my soul. Okay? <laughs> if I'm going, if I'm going there to heal my soul. I mean, if my soul to be happy healthy. that I'm healthy. Uh, don't. Exactly. This is not medical advice. Uh, I do not want to be sued. <laughs> no. But tell our cardiologist that, please. <laughs> when I go back up there, I'm going to Facetime you, and you better pick up and tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, so, like, <laughs> hey, this is my guy who's got who's a professional scientist. He's all he's like above you, like, you know. <sighs> oh boy, oh my! All right, let's get back to business. So, in this game, Nebraska was up 28 seventeen in the third quarter with about nine minutes left. They kicked an onside kick. Wait, 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 wait. Nebraska was up, and they kicked an onside kick. By 11 points, a two-score game. And they went, did an onside kick. Northwestern recovered at about the Nebraska 45. Proceeded to score and then turned the game on its head. Uh, I yeah. would fire a coach immediately for that. I'm not even going to lie. You kick an onside kick. With a le- and you 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 up eleven points. What is going? I would I'm I would literally fire you on the spot. 
and this is why I'm not uh, in charge of anybody, at the, you know, mind you, but I would fire you on the spot. <laughs> this, I, if I'm remembering correctly, and I have to go back and like read the, read the uh, game recap or something, I believe that they had just turned Northwestern over and scored from that. So I guess the thinking is if we go and score the game here, the game's basically over. It's in the third quarter. You got plenty of time. It's granted they also had plenty of time to turn the game around because you handed it to them. But <laughs> I get wanting to put it away, but that that just doesn't work. You already no. you already know this is where sometimes this is where the statistics do matter. That you're pretty much guaranteed not to get an onside kick. It's less in college though. Yeah, less so in college. Yeah. But, yeah, there's no reason for it. In, doing, in losing this game, Nebraska now falls to 5-21 and 21 in one-score games in the Scott Frost era. Reminder, they went 3-9 and nine last year. And huh. every single loss they had was by single digits. Five of said losses were by one score. Like Oof. seven or less. So... That, yeah, losing close games is kind of what Nebraska is now. <laughs> After the game, Scott Frost was asked to resign. I, if I remember correctly, I think a, like a media member, without saying it, pretty much like will will you leave? I don't like I don't don't quote me on that as happening, but I believe I saw something to that effect. I know they said this for sure, though. He said that he he threw his offensive. <laughs> He threw his offensive staff on the bus, and he said that I think our offensive staff needs to learn that you need to be a little more creative in this thing. Remember, it was a Big Ten conference game being played on just in, in Ireland, mm-hmm. so it does matter. Nebraska is now on one of the Big Ten before the rest of the Big Ten outside of Illinois even played a game. Uh, so here's my question for you: What's worse, losing the game in the way they lost it? Or Scott Frost defending himself by throwing his offensive staff on the bus? I, in this situation, I'm just going to say they're one and the same. Because you, I'm going to assume he made the decision to go for that, that, I'm going to assume that's a him decision. I don't know where that I would, would think, fall, but I'm going to assume that's a him decision. And then you go in and blame everyone underneath you for all the rest of the problems. No, you're the head coach. When you win, everyone else everyone else is responsible. When you lose, you're responsible. Now you want to know what's even worse about this? He agreed to a new contract this year that lowers his buyout by like $10 million effective October 1st. Wow. He basically made it easy for for them to fire him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you have North Dakota, Georgia Southern, and then Oklahoma. The next three. You better go go 3-0 in those games, including one of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And there better not be a one-score game in that any of that. Holy cow! Okay, I'm, I've just seen a quick Twitter from the red, uh, college football 
Reddit. After, uh, uh, after yesterday's loss, Scott Frost is now 15 and 30 at Nebraska. Bo Pelini was fired after going 67 and 27. If Frost wins his next 50 games in a row, he would still have a worse record at Nebraska. The <laughs> mind there is a new AD at Nebraska too, not the same one that hired him. Mm-hmm. That we know that's a death sentence, isn't it? Yep. Now here's the thing, though. Scott Frost is the chosen. He's the chosen one. He's the favorite son. He <clears> played <throat> in the Tom Osborne. He won two national championships as a player. He was supposed to be the savior of this program, and it just hasn't worked. I don't know about you, but if he's still in that job on October second, I'm going to be shocked. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the real headline here, despite anything that happened here, is free beer at Ireland. That's the headline. Yep. <laughs> now, there are games that count this way. Well, play much everything. Everything counts. The NFL preseason is done. Every game you will see from here on out matters, which is lovely. There are three big games this weekend that I am pointing at. Literally on my paper, I'm literally pointing at them. And uh, I want to know what you think about these games. First up, number 11, Oregon at uh, versus in Atlanta. Neutral side game, technically, but maybe it'll be a home game for Georgia at Georgia. Ooh-wee. Mind you, mind you, Oregon's new head coach was a defensive coordinator last year at Georgia. <laughs> with a former Auburn trans with a former Auburn quarterback as his starter. Hmm. Oh, Nick's. Uh, I forgot he transferred. Interesting. Remember, Auburn and Georgia are rivals. Mm-hmm. Not Iron Bowl rivals, but still. Yeah. Oh, boy. That should be a fun one. Oh. Yeah, I entirely, one, entirely forgot that he, Bo Nix transferred, and two, by proxy, didn't realize he was picked up by Oregon. That's uh, going to be fun. Yeah. Now imagine this. Georgia lost a lot on defense. So you got all those guys Dan Lanning coached last year gone. If he walks into Atlanta and walks out with a win, <laughs> the defending champion goes down early. Yep. Ooh, to their former de- – oh, oh. Now, this one won't get near as much attention, but I think it's going to be a damn good game. Number 23, Cincinnati, at number 19, Arkansas. This is a big game for both. Who's it bigger for? Hmm. It's a good question. I want, I want, I want to say Cincinnati because, you know, you, you get beat in the playoffs. And now you're coming back in. You gotta try. You gotta try to keep. You gotta try to keep the momentum going to show that you're you're a team that can be continually con, uh, continuously reckoned with, right? So coming in to a top twenty team in their home stadium and giving them the you know the what about that would that would be a that would be a solid moment of yeah all right maybe these guys are all for real maybe maybe we should keep keep definitely keep them on our radar 
And then that, and that's not saying that if they got beat, they immediately dropped off the radar. And we should stop worrying about what Cincinnati's doing. Uh, but it's it's still a you know, if you want to be be still in the conversation, this is the first hurdle to stay in it a little longer. And then conversely, here's the thing: if Cincinnati wins, they have a win over an SEC team on the road, no matter what. Even if Arkansas isn't ranked anymore, that's still an SEC road win mm-hmm. for Cincinnati. If Arkansas wins, you beat a group of five team at home. Mm-hmm. So what? Like, yes, Arkansas could use a ranked win. But here's the thing. We don't know what Cincinnati is. Yes, they recruit well. But that's not Desmond Ritter back there at quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's now in Atlanta. So, to me, it's a bigger game for Cincinnati because of what it can do for them. Arkansas has like nothing to gain in beating this in beating winning this game, outside of the fact that you don't go zero and one, and you will probably keep your ranking. Like Arkansas will make its money in the SEC West, right? They'll probably beat Auburn. They'll probably beat Ole Miss. They'll probably beat L. They might beat LSU. Probably beat Mississippi State. Probably going to crush Alabama, but they'll probably, you know, they'll hold, they'll hold their own in the SEC West. That's where Arkansas is going to make the difference. And if they can get a ranked win, great. If not, okay. You know what I mean? Just to me, it means a lot for both, but I don't think it means as much for Arkansas because, of the, again, if Cincinnati wins, it's always there. Even if Arkansas isn't ranked anymore, if Arkansas wins, Cincinnati will not be ranked. And they probably won't be ranked the rest of the year. So, you know, just it, 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 it doesn't, it, there's nothing for Arkansas really there. Mm-hmm. And one final game number five, Notre Dame at number two, Ohio State. Ooh-wee. But mind you, the Irish have a new head coach, Marcus Freeman. He did coach the bowl game, so it's not his first game as Notre Dame head coach. But different environment here in the Horseshoe versus in the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ohio State bringing pretty much everyone back from last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. This is going to be a thing when Notre Dame messes itself again on a national stage. Uh-huh. Or because Brian Kelly is uh, out <laughs> And it's a new, it's a new younger guy in. Like we're finally gonna find out if that was a Brian Kelly thing or another name thing. <laughs> that we if it's will. A, if it's a Brian Kelly thing, God help LSU. <laughs> yep. And God help Brian Kelly for being at LSU. They take things a lot more seriously than they do in South Bend. And they take it pretty seriously in South Bend. Yep. <sighs> <clears throat> Who wins all these games? Mm. Um, that's uh, I'm gonna go. Oh man, uh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna think Ohio State beats Notre Dame. Um, and this again, without me knowing anything else about how the teams have have. Uh, Retained. Other this than, is what's so fun. I get yep. to squeeze you, and you don't know anything about. Yep. Um, let's see. 
I I think Georgia I think Georgia can can beat Oregon. And let's see. I think it'd be fun to see Cincinnati beat Arkansas. Yeah. You know, we're gonna agree on one thing. I think oh I, I think Ohio I I'm pretty sure Ohio State's gonna beat beat Notre Dame. Give me Arkansas and give me Oregon. I I will take Oregon going across the country to Atlanta, just because of the fact that their head coach knows so much about Georgia. Mm-hmm. He probably knows like half the guys on that defense <laughs> are probably recruited. And probably. I, and yes, I love Stetson Bennett at quarterback, but. Georgia's got a lot going up to do, and they got to do it fast. Mm-hmm. So does Oregon. But I just something about uh, an ex defensive coordinator and an Auburn quarterback. Go, I, 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 yeah. If this game was in Athens, different story. It's not. It's in Atlanta. Georgia still doesn't do well in Atlanta under Kirby Smart. Mm. <laughs> give me, give me Oregon all day long. It's just always some weird thing for me. Like when I when I see that Oregon. Or Michigan State, or who was my third one that I was just thinking of? Actually, even Notre Dame. Actually, this is basically um, where they're just where they're ranked highly, and I just immediately expect them to crap the bed because that has essentially been <laughs> of clear. It has been a routine consistently for quite a few years, and I'm just already like, all right, how is this gonna go? Um, but you know. You know what's still weird for me, though? Hmm. You mentioned weird in Oregon. (laughs) Not seeing them on a Chip Kelly offense. He hasn't been there in like 10 years. It's still weird. (laughs) Like, you're supposed to be running up-tempo. What are you doing huddling? The only thing that won't change is, well, I don't even pay attention to their uniforms that much. Do they still get all those fancy uniforms Uh from their random alumni? Okay, I figured so. From Nike? Um, Yeah, I I stopped paying as much attention to them because I'm just like, okay, they've got another one. That I've basically forgotten. Still I do. I always see it happens. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, I mean, it used to be a spectacle in its in its own. But then right. everyone does it. Yeah. Like, side point: Who hopes WVU wears the country road uniforms in a second game besides just the pit game this year? That would be nice. Yes, it would. But I I don't know how do they I don't know if they normally wear the same uniform combo. The last time we were at Pitt, we had the the Cole uniforms. Mm-hmm. They bought them for the bowl game. Ah, but remember that was a conference game last yeah. game of the year, so they're already they're like this is the first game. I don't know if you break them out. You know what I mean? Just yeah, I don't know. So, I believe that. Oh, we have one more thing to talk about. I forgot it. Michigan plays. What they have this week. They have Hawaii next week. Who do they have this week? Look at Michigan's schedule for me real quick because I'm, I'm drawing a blanket um, and write it down. Okay, this schedule is right here. Let me see. Uh, okay, they're playing Colorado State. Colorado State, that's it. Okay, and, then, that's it. Ha- and then Hawaii. And Hawaii, right. Okay, so Michigan plays Colorado State this week. They play Hawaii next week. And in this, they're going to play two different quarterbacks on two different weeks. Now, one of these quarterbacks is the quarterback from last year who beat Ohio State, led into the Big Ten Championship game in the playoffs. <clears throat> the other isn't. <laughs> so, what? Like, has Harbaugh finally gone off his rocker? I, I'm still going to stand by. I always thought he was off his rocker, but <laughs> but the I could only really think of one situation where this 
in the way this really makes sense. And I'm not even, and I'm not even saying whether I agree with it or not. I'm just this is like the only situation I can think of right off the bat. Of they are so close in practice that you literally have to give them each their own game to make a decision. Other than that, like generally, other than that, I don't, I, I can't think of a reason you would go, oh yeah, you're a starter, but I'm just gonna also throw this other guy a start, uh, like immediately after you, right? Because um, that would inspire, that would instill confidence in in the you know, QB one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard, I heard this theory on Podmeet Ups in the day that Hotball doesn't want to make this decision. He wants the, he wants his team to make it for them, for him. And by that I mean, see how each guy is perceived in a game. But here's the thing: if someone comes out against Colorado State and throws for like six touchdowns and they win by fifty, it's over right there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, like it's, it would have to be. Like you can't go into that and go, "Yeah, the kid had like five hundred yards and he threw for six touchdowns. We won by fifty, but we're still gonna give the other guy a chance." Yeah, it's you it's can't hard do that. because you not only are you are you um you know you take away the immediate whatever worked with him and the rest of the team. You know that's clearly you know there's a flow there, and then you're immediately going, "All right, we just came off of." 500 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, everyone was working well. Now let's throw the other guy in and and hope it's the same or better. Um, it, it That immediately throws a wrench into what was seemingly already working pretty well. It, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It does... Only, only Harbaugh in Michigan. Yeah. Because I guarantee they're not doing that in Columbus. Nope. <laughs> Grand they have CJ Stroud and you don't, but <laughs> it's just weird. I, I can't wait to. I, I I didn't care about Michigan, Colorado State. I do now because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I I I want to see how this goes now. I just come into this kind of hoping it just implodes in their face, <laughs> and they just somehow drop both games. <laughs> Could you imagine that though? Uh... They come in, you lose both games because you decided you didn't want to be the coach and make the coach decision. <laughs> you didn't want to do part of your job. And then, oh, look, you lost to Colorado State and Hawaii, who just got the butt handed to them by Vandal, the Vandal Bort. Yeah, Vanderbilt. <laughs> My words. Yeah. I, I felt it coming and I rolled with it. <laughs> So I would kind of love nothing more than to see that happen. <laughs> Do I think it will? No, but I would love nothing more for it too. Side note. I saw, I found this out on game day on Saturday. Vanderbilt is the only current power five team to have never been ranked in the AP top 25 preseason poll. Who? Wow. The only. For Vanderbilt. Wow. They're good at baseball, though. Yeah. They're good at baseball. Yep. And they also gave, they also sold off the sponsorship right, the rights to name their stadium. It got some, like, I forgot what the name is. It's some, like, Nashville company or whatever, but still. Uh, so, yeah, that, uh, that, <clears throat> that happened. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it look, 
even if they win both those games, like it, it they're just it both are equally bad. It's like mm-hmm. you're back at square one, and you now have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Like someone's gonna start yeah. the third game. Exactly. Unless you're gonna roll out there in like your centipede formation, and just like have <laughs> and get called for like a formation all the time. I I, I see it. I basically just kind of see it as delaying the inevitable because a starter is going to have to be named. And if I, if you're not seeing how the quarterback, the two quarterbacks are commanding the team at practice enough to have a, a, a decision on who's going to be the one, then either they both suck at leading or you're blind. <laughs> I, I just, it, it just seems like shrugging off it, it really does just kind of feel like shrugging off your responsibilities a bit like you don't want to make the tough decision so you're going to put it on to somebody else when you're the guy getting paid to make the tough decisions yeah and it'd be one thing if it was two new quarterbacks but there's yeah. literally the incumbent from last year it, yeah yeah who they, beat ohio state I would be like, much more understanding. Led you to achieve what you had never achieved before, and probably saved the opinion of your entire program in the eyes of the fan base. Mm-hmm. I, I would be much more understanding if it was two fresh guys, right? Two liberal fresh still, men. I would be okay I, with that. Yeah, but, I would still question it a little bit because you're still shrugging the responsibility. But it makes a lot more sense when it's two guys who you have comparatively little experience with. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, and by the way, imagine being, I, I was going to bring this up to you the other day. Imagine being Harbaugh, and I was talking to my dad with, about, with my dad about this uh, the other day, too. He beat Ohio State. That's great. But now, and I said this back when this happened, now what's the big thing everyone's going to be dogging him on now? When you Columbus, mm-hmm. yep, right. If you get like, here's the thing because now that you've done it, it's like, okay, now you can do it. You go win in Columbus, or oh, we got blown out by 30. What we told you, go win in Columbus, go do it. Mm-hmm. Like, we caught Ohio State on a down year and we got him in, 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 in Ann Arbor. No, you didn't understand me. Go win in Columbus. Mm-hmm. No one wins in Columbus, though. Like, it just doesn't happen. Unless you're the visiting hockey team. <laughs> or the visiting soccer team. So, but yeah, I mean, it just... <clears throat> like, Harpaw's in a no-win situation, man. Mm-hmm. He's so in you, a couple of ruin. He, he better start figuring out how to make this thing. He he could go on and win a play win up the uh, win a playoff game and make it to the national title ship title ship. Yes. <laughs> yes. Vandal, that, is the official, <laughs> that is the official term now, the title ship. Um and has and if they did but if they don't beat Ohio State, it's all for not. Right. Really. Like if you go if, you know, what is it, fourteen and one? Mm-hmm. If you go fourteen and one that one is to Ohio State, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Title ship. Is she a Cunard liner or is she a White Star liner? Hmm. The Good answer question. is White Star liner. <laughs> because Michigan will sink. <laughs> With an iceberg shaped like Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> uh. Oh, ship humor. I love it. Only I get that. It's great. <laughs> it's great. All right, let's try to move on here and become a little more serious. Uh, 
So I was I was busy on Friday. I was I was broadcasting a football <clears> game. <throat> I didn't get a chance to watch the Patriots game because of that, but you did. Uh, as I remember you saying, you watched the first half. <clears throat> then you got busy yourself. So uh, I didn't even look at highlights afterwards uh, so, because I, I I'm someone who like. You can look at highlights and get an idea of what happened. I can't. I need to see more. So for me, it doesn't even do me any good to start looking at highlights as to like, okay, what was working, what wasn't. I just, I just, I, I won't get anything from it. Uh, so what, what, what did I miss in that half? What, what can I learn from a game I didn't watch? Uh, frankly, there wasn't much. But there wasn't much other than wanting more. <laughs> it was a lot. So Mac Mac was on the field for uh, pretty much. I think it was. Let's see, most of the first quarter. Uh, he was out after four drives, and here were those first. Here were those first, those four drives. Um, three plays, negative nine yards punt uh seven plays 28 yards and a inter- an interception in which i'm not even sure mac was looking at the field to know who he was throwing it to um i mean it it was a bonehead throw um was it the worst thing i've ever seen no but it was definitely a come on man <laughs> what is going on um, I can't remember who he was trying to throw it to, but he was trying to throw it down the middle, and he basically threw it directly to the middle linebacker. Um, they moved it like twenty, almost thirty yards prior to that, um, and it was it, it, it was looking fine uh, before that. It was um, uh, uh, it was basically a chunk, a few chunk plays. Um, Mac had a nice, a nice scramble for 13 yards. Um, he got pressured in the pocket and he, he slid out of it. He didn't even get touched. I don't think he, he sidestepped his way out of it and saw an opening and just darted, um, and slid too. So I don't think he got touched on that drive on that play at all. Um, and I was like, all right, that's, that's good. He, he looked a little more comfortable in that respect to me. Um, and he made the move that needed. He made made it. He made the play because it needed to be made, not because oh ah I should go make a big play, right? As some quarterbacks will do. Um, and uh, but other than that, it was that was mostly you know five yard plays here uh, for the. Uh, and then he actually no actually yeah he actually had the longest play on that. Other than that, it was four yards, five yards, chunk plays that'll move the ball, which is fine. Um, and then he made uh, uh, the bonehead pass. Um, the next drive, as at that point they were already down, they were down three nothing. And then the interception turns it ten nothing. Uh, Patriots get the ball back and three plays, nine yards. They're down again in a punt. And then only it was only the last Mac Jones drive that something got going. And I started to see what I imagined was the progress they were referring to, uh, that they have been referring to all, uh, all uh, training camp. What, um, he looked comfortable. He was making. He was going through his progressions 
he wasn't lingering on one t- for too long. He was, and, and he looked pretty accurate and, and, and he didn't throw for, I don't think he threw for too, uh, too, uh, he threw too deep, but, um, he, he was making quick passes. Um, and it just looked like everything had come together for that one drive. Um, but it left me going, so that's what he can do. Is he going to be capable of doing that all the time? And it wasn't necessarily entirely on him that he it wasn't going too well to begin with. He was he got sacked two or three times in the four drives he was out there, so he was still getting pressured. Um, but it was just a it was just uh, um, hurting themselves. And then what really hurt them was at the end of that drive. Um, so the drive ended with a field goal, but it should have ended with a touchdown. I say should have because he threw a nice pass to Devontae Parker. It was only a seven, eight-yard pass because they were uh, – uh, it, it was third and three at the seven. And he throws the pass to Devontae, and Devontae just manages to push off just enough – for the ref right in front of him to go, oh, yep, yep, you passed the fans and called it back. So they hurt themselves. Um, and then after that, it was Brian Hoyle taking over, and it was punt, 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 and then a field goal. <laughs> and then punt, interception, fumble. Did Zappy play at all? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm trying to see which he played. I think he played the entire second half. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Just okay. So it looks like, like I said, I'm rooted for him. I want him to be the backup. Like I, I Hoyer to Hoyer was dead to me. And I mean that as nice as I can, <laughs> but like, I, I don't, like I want Bailey Zappi as the guy, as the guy behind the guy. I'm done with Brian Hoyer. I've checked out on him. Get him out of here. Leave. Just leave. So, question for you: Did, <clears throat> did, did coming out of this game and really all of preseason, do you feel? Better, worse, or same as you uh, about the Patriots' offense as you did going into camp. In other words, are you, are you optimistic about this the way this offense is going into Week One against Miami down there? I'm. I think I'm still a little unsure uh, because I'm still not entirely sure that the offensive line is going to be able to protect whoever's back there very well. Obviously, it's going to be Mac, but my point being is whoever's in there. Uh, it doesn't seem like they they they've got it down yet, um, and that might be something that takes another couple pieces back and forth. But it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, you've got a real problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and simply shifting pieces around isn't going to fix it, right? Um, so that still got me worried. The defense seemed like they were still operating at a high level. But they were also like it was. I think it was like um, I'm trying to remember. What it was. There was still worrisome moments where it looked like they were still letting runners slip through. Um, 
more than they, you know, you would like. And it wasn't even for like big plays. I mean, no one had more than 30 yards on that, on, on their, their side rushing, but still it was like when you could have held them, you didn't, or, you know, you let Hunter Renfro go down. And um, I think, no, I'll take that back. The biggest problem was the coverage on defense because, because there were moments where they, the man on with, with a man coverage, especially where they just look lost. They were, or even in zone, they were like, I, who am I supposed to be? And who am I supposed to be picking up here? So it pretty much left guys with three or four yards space between their man. And, you know, that's easy picking. Even for the rookiest of quarterbacks, that's easy picking. And I'm like, that's that's not okay. That is especially not okay. Especially not with those veterans back there. That's not okay. Because <laughs> at that point, you know, it was still a majority of, of the starters, I believe. And I'm like, that's, this ain't good. Because it was... Uh, Jarrett Stidham, I think, played one, one or two drives, and then it was Chase Garbos after that. Who? Chase Garbos. Whoever. Uh, if I don't know him, that you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't this like that was a genuine. Yeah. Like, who the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. I, I saw it. I was like, that's not Jarrett Stidham. Um, but yeah, and he was pretty much just picking out the holes. <laughs> And that, that's pretty much what he was doing. Can we just, can we just acknowledge how weird that sounds? Mm-hmm. Oh, in fact, and in fact, mm. my, my, my statement was true. A rookie literally did do it. It was easy pickings. He's a rookie. <laughs> Where did you come out of? Uh, California. Cal- oh, you know what? Now that you say, I think I remember actually hearing something about him. Now, I don't, that's not <clears> by the <throat> fact that actually I genuinely think I remember hearing about that now. So hearing about him at some point, <laughs> remember I am not by a connected man. I am a man who has a big book full of college football stuff. He generally <laughs> writes stuff down in said books. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. And yeah. See, the, the the team there were three fumbles. The Patriots fumbled it three times. They only lost one, but they fumbled it three times. That's unacceptable. Kevin Harris, Brian Hoyer, and James Ferentz, all three fumbled. How does James Ferentz fumble? I don't know, but it says he fumbled. <laughs> All right, then. Did, He's did, credited did, with a did fumble. The, uh, did, 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 did the penalties get cleaned up? Um, I don't think there were too many penalties. I think okay, there were, that's, that's progress. The only one I really remember was that touchdown. Uh, that should, well, that was wiped off. Let me see what the team stats were for penalties. Um, Can't be any worse than what the uh, Steelers and Lions did on Sunday. <laughs> 21 penalties for 184 yards combined. Um, oh, well, oh, you mean it was still pretty meh, but 5 for 55, whereas Las Vegas had 1 for 10. So still not great, yeah. but better. And, and one of them wiped the score off the board. So that adds extra to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, they had two interceptions thrown, one by. Uh, Zappy and one by Jones. Uh, I didn't obviously at that point. I didn't even. I hadn't. Oh, I did not even see the Zappy one because at that point I'd already uh, had to check out of the game. But uh, they rushed the ball fairly well, though. They seem to be rushing the ball fairly well. Let me put you on the spot just because I can. I know you watched this game. Did you watch my <clears throat> game at all? I did tune into that one for a little bit as well. Sweet. From Actually, what I how would you I rate think, me? 
I'd say it was pretty solid. The I, from the back, I don't know who the other guy was. Uh, that was my old football but, coach, Jason Blankenship. Okay, because I heard the back and forth, so it seemed like it felt like you guys had already knew each other. Oh yeah, we we go so, back a while. Um, so that was uh, that was nice. I think I may, I think I got through um, like halfway through the second, I think before. Did you see the? Oh, you didn't see the the field goal that got Okilla lead at the half, then. Oh wait, yes, I did because I had that one bouncing back. So at that point, it was just when uh, I think the New England was about to start, and then I had them bouncing back the pains. And then when I bounced back, then I saw I saw points, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to scroll back the live feed for you know 20 seconds." And then yeah, so I did see the the field goal. Okay, not important to what we're doing here. I'm just curious. Like I know you watched it. I never did actually. See, I sent the link out to like a lot of people I knew. Yeah, no one bothered to tell me if they watched the game or not. <laughs> so it's like, you know, actually, no, it's not true. One yeah. person did. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. If, like, okay, and my dad. But like, in I don't my know defense, if else watched it. In my defense, I did say I was going to split between them. Yes, you did say yeah. that. But I did, but no, I did not specifically tell you. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't confirm that I watched it. So, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you, like I said, I knew. You, I knew you weren't going to stay with me the whole... You still didn't want to stay through the rain delay. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. I thought an hour rain delay, but the minute 41 to yard the game, and it was so weird to take a little bit of a tangent here. So, <clears throat> there was a lightning... It wasn't a rain delay, it was a lightning delay uh, that caused our game to be stopped with 141 to go in the, in the fourth quarter. And we had... We were doing it remotely. So we had a camera live at the stadium that was sending a feed back to us in the studio watching the game. And that camera feed cut out at like the exact wrong time. Right? We missed Okio recovering a fumble that gave them the ball before that lightning delay happened. So as far as we knew, Nicholas County was down by three with only two timeouts left and a minute 41 to go with an offense that only thrown the ball twice all night. So we spent the entire rain, a lightning delay going through scenarios about what happens when Nicholas County comes out thinking they had the ball. We were totally wrong. We only found out later that Okio had the ball because when, when they came out and when they came out uh, in the game, Okio had the ball because I was trying to find out who Nicholas County's quarterback was. And then he went like, how did Okio get the ball? And he looked at like, I don't know. Do you? No. And then they scored like the very opening play out of the delay. I think it's 17-7, but we're both like, what the how did How did that happen? <laughs> but we missed it. The, the, feed, the feed petered out on us. So huh. we had we had no idea. We spent like an hour and an hour and a half, like I said, just killing time talking about something that didn't wasn't even true. Dang. Okay, my tangent over with, but still, like, yeah, it was a weird night for the Patriots and a weird night for me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I'm not I'm not gonna quiz you on Zappy or Hoyer because well, you didn't see Zappy. But I think you'll agree with me, like Hoyer was just there. Yeah, I mean, the my whole thought with keeping Hoyle in any capacity at the time, you know, for the last few years, well, not a few years, you know what I mean, right? Well, is that Actually, one? Yeah, last few years. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's he's a serviceable backup, but that's basically it. But the other point was having him as 
Well, he does have starting experience. He has been in the league for a while. You know, he's got something of value. Pick his brain for what you can if you're a young guy, right? Right. Um, and it go until, you know, that's run dry. Um, and you know, go, I'll say what I said before. No ill will to- towards him. No, I just don't expect not. he's not going to make waves. That time has passed for him. Um, and the bit I have seen of Zappy goes, all right, this kid could fit right into the backup from what I've seen, and we would be just fine. We wouldn't be worse off than, than where we're at, I, certainly. Um, so if, if Hoyer were to be gone, then, again, thanks for your time. Appreciate you, and enjoy whatever you do next. Whether Why it's... Right? Why do I feel like it's going to be Max Starter, Hoyer Backup, Zappy, the practice squad? Because that's almost certainly what will happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I hate to – and that's what scares me. Like, if someone likes him enough, they can claim him off the practice squad and there's nothing the page you can do about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you can lose this kid just by not having him on the active roster. Yep, and and then you've just wasted, what was it, a fourth-round pick? Right. Uh, So – Weirder thing, weirder things have happened. More infuriating things have happened. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, <clears throat> speaking of weirder things, did you see the news out of San Francisco this this evening? I, I outside of you telling me about it, I didn't specifically read anything, but I did see something pop up just a little bit ago kind of delving into it a I'm bit I'm so glad more. you gave me credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, the San Francisco 49ers are keeping Jimmy Grappolo. They are keeping him on a one-year, $6.5 million contract that has incentives that can get $17 million a year. This after <clears throat> basically declaring this is Trey Lance's team. Trey Lance is going to start when they play whoever they're playing. I, guess the, I think it's the Bears for some odd reason. I think it's who they have week one. Uh, so what does them keeping Garoppolo in this much cheaper capacity tell you about Trey Lance and where this football team is headed? Because he tells you that Trey Lance is not ready. That or they think they need some insurance in case he were to go down, or both. Both are perfectly viable to have to occur at the same time. Um, and I, with so many people going down as they always do in the preseason and, and early in the season, um, it would not be good for them to essentially have dumped it all in on Trey and then he goes down and the record certainly do not hope he goes down. Never want that to happen. Um, no bad juju. Uh, and then next, and, and now you've got who knows who at whoever right whoever number three is at this moment that would have been number two had Jimmy G not been there, because um, then you're in a whole world of hurt. I can imagine. <laughs> um, so it's very interesting, just in general, that we went through all this hoopla and then they're like, okay, you get a, a, 
we'll, we'll restructure you for a year, the, this con, this year, and now you're just the highest paid backup QB in the league. Um, and uh, let's also mention he's got a no trade clause, but yes, the no trade clause is more is more specifically a you can't trade me unless I am there and I also agree to the deal. Yes. Um. So they've still got time to actually trade him away. Um, so this isn't a guarantee that he's going to be on the team the entire year. He's, it's still a possibility that he's traded away. And it just means as if that if he's not traded by week, you know, whenever the trade deadline is, he's staying there. That's all it means. Mm-hmm. And then he can, I guess, be a free agent. Yeah. Um, and then whoever wants him has him or he just rides off in, well, I don't even want not ride off into the sunset, but whatever the mediocre equivalent of riding off into the sunset is for the way you want your career to end. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I I can understand why people think it's the insurance for an injured Trey Lance deal, but I, I think it's I think it's that Trey Lance isn't ready, and here's the reason why. I don't know what the incentives are, but an incentive waiting contract in, implies you're going to be given a chance to get to said incentive, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you don't give a guy an incentive who just sits on the bench unless it's, hey, show up to practice or right. something. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's, hey, prove to me you were in the film room at home, see Kyler, mm-hmm. uh, unless that's the incentive. But the, the, the mere fact that it's an incentive waiting contract gives me a ch- leads me to believe that he's going to get a chance. I that Trey's not ready. That's the only those, reason. Uh, oh, sorry. That's the only reason I I tend to think like it's not, like it's not just mm-hmm. we think Trey might go down or we won't be prepared in case he does. Like that's the only. If it was just a straight six point five million deal, okay, fine. But because they can get to, it can get to seventeen million, I, I th- there's something else here. Yeah, it, the I was looking at. So Adam Schefter says that the it's um, obviously the six point five million is fully guaranteed, uh, and he has a total of five hundred k in roster bonuses, and then the playtime boosts uh, bonuses that can boost it up to sixteen. Um, so, yeah, those are all playtime bonuses. So yeah, that. I don't know how you don't think that. Let's see if I can see anything else in this oh, one here. Okay. You gave me a panic attack. Oh, sorry. I was seeing if there was anything else in here that might be a glimpse into those bonuses, but apparently it's just all playtime bonuses. And then the roster bonus is just, you are still on the roster, here's your free money. <laughs> That's all the roster bonus is. Yep. So pretty much, it's just, we, we can almost just, and so is that's po a certain point in the in the in the season, or is that at the end of the season you're still on the roster? Here's five hundred thousand. Generally, it's it's done at like once if you're there when the new league year begins. Yeah, but if he's got those, and we're specifically pointing it out in this contract, it almost seems like it's if you're still here by like October first, we're gonna give you more money. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, seems like it. It's just a very weird situation in San Francisco. Just it's 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 weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Now, 
We shall continue our our rolling around the NFC, around the NFL divisions. We are to the NFC North and the NFC East this week. Before we uh, roll on to the NFC, the AFC East next week, when we preview the Patriots. So we'll start in the in the NFC. I'm all over the place with this. We'll start with the NFC North. Of course, it's Vikings, Lions, Bears, Packers. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> I had some Vikings and Bears. Oh my! Said Aaron Rodgers never. <laughs> now we're gonna play that same game we played last week, which is best case, worst case, because I like playing that game and I think we're good at it. And th- that that team in Green Bay that that has got extra juicy worst case. Mm-hmm. So let's start in Green Bay. Best case, worst case for the Cheeseheads. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Um, I'm just uh, this is a, for some reason these ones are so. Uh, this guy is especially tough. Um. Honestly, I I'm just gonna go. Best case is yet another NFC title loss. I I just see that them stuck at it for whatever reason. They just can't get past it. Um, worst case scenario is I don't see them missing the playoffs. I don't see them missing the playoffs. Um, worst case, I'd say a first round exit, but I, I don't see them missing the playoffs. I think that's it's still pretty much easily their division. Way to, to spoil the ending of this, man. yeah. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, so to, uh, yeah, to, to say nothing else on that one, they're making the playoffs. But I still don't see them making it further than than the NFC title game. You don't think they can win the NFC? Nah. I I've stopped believing they could for quite a while. <laughs> not just not only because there's the empirical evidence that they can't. <laughs> it, it's just that they they they're in that. That for whatever reason, they're at that plateau, and things keep changing. The distract, whether it's distractions, whether it's now Devonte Adams has gone, has gone uh, all of this. Now, you know, apparently Rogers is all in and all of this, but it, the fact that you said apparently should scare people. Yeah, like because be we, we know he's good at putting on a facade. We saw him do it for the last two years. Whether it was the whether it was the vaccine thing, whether it was the I'm not happy here, whether it was the whatever, at this point he might as well be a professional liar. So it's hard to pinpoint the guy at this point. Now we know I didn't get a chance to host Jeopardy full time. <laughs> that and Ken Jennings was always the only person, and they somehow <laughs> threw Maya and Bialik into this because we needed that. Mm-hmm. Separate tangent entirely. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think the best case scenario was them when the Super Bowl, 
And I say that not because I think they will, but that's the best case. Like as long as twelve is there, yeah, they've got at least some chance. It may not be as great as Tampa's number twelve, but it's still a chance. And then the worst case is they win the division, they lose in the first round because, like you said, this is the the, the, the division is still theirs. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I they're not missing the playoffs unless he gets hurt and misses the entire season. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. gets hurt, snap one, game one, done. Exactly. I mean. And the I'm only not reason, rooting for that, but that's the only thing I can see that would happen. Yeah, and the only reason why that's not worst case is because, as we said, that's pretty much the potential worst case for anybody. Right. Um, there's just some teams where it's quite obviously if this guy gets hurt, you'll ruin your season because your team basically rests on this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, arguably the case for Green Bay with him at the helm. And that's not to say Jordan Love is is bad, but we all know that Rodgers is the that's Rodgers right. as the quarterback and he he does just he just does things different <laughs> now granted there's a chance that yeah, Jordan Love is Jordan Rodgers but Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers was to Brett Favre mm-hmm. right there's always that chance always we just don't know so one way to find out is to get Jordan Love and you know give him a chance mm-hmm well, and he had a chance last year against the Chiefs, and he didn't play all that badly. Was it great? No, but it wasn't awful. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's head due south here to, to the Chicago Bears. Best case, worst case for the Bears. New head coach, remind you, Matt Eberflus, the former Colts offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Huh. So Fun they were... name to say, Eberflus. <laughs> yeah. Like you win the you win the name coaching, buddy. <laughs> see, they were see they were six and eleven last year. Let's see. Um, hmm. <laughs> um. I'm I'm just gonna go. I'll say. I want to say best cases they could sneak in on a while on like seven seed, but I'm not extremely confident on that. But I, th- I, I but I'll say it. I think that is the best case. Um, worst case is that. Um, in worst cases, they just don't see any progression out of Justin Fields, and then what? Then what do they do? Um, the quarterback, yeah, keep, keep repeating that cycle until you find someone that that works. Mm-hmm. The 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 drafting will continue until morale improves. <laughs> Bring back Jim McMahon. Like, hey, you still got you can move like Super Bowl shuffle. No, I can't. Well, you can now because I said so. <laughs> I mean, let's also just show that, like, to to illustrate some of the uh, uh, woes of the Bears. They, by uh, not Byron Pringle. Sorry, I'm staring at Byron Pringle's name. Um, they tr- they trade a pick to the Patriots for Nikhil Harry. And then Harry is immediately injured. 
Well, I'm still trying to get why they gave the Patriots anything for. Yeah. Like, why would you? And I don't mean the rail on and kill Harry, but like, you saw what he'd done. Like, no one else was coming after him. Why do you go, hey, you want a draft pick for this kid? Yeah. Because you know Bill's going to take that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know he's going to go, yeah, I'll take that all day. Thanks. Yep. He's like, what? Did did you think if they got to free agents, people were gonna be lining up to get him? Like <laughs> exactly. what? Did you think you'd have like every team in the league? Oh, I gotta get that kid. Harry, that kid's awesome, man. He's like, it's like, like what? Mm-hmm. Why? I still can't figure that one out. Nope. And then you got the whole that that Roquan Smith thing, right? It was Roquan Smith. Whether it yes, was, he was was he was demanding a trade. Yeah, he wanted out, and they they basically told him <laughs> no. And he's coming in. He's he, he he said, "I'm going to come in to work, but I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to play. Like, I'm going to be there at the facility, but I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to play." Like at this point, you have every reason to like. He's like, just just trade him. Yeah. Right now, just 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 find someone and take their pick. Mm-hmm. Apparently, know. as of okay, granted, this is like a week ago. Uh, that uh, that I, I didn't realize it it even been that long of an ordeal. But point is, about a, a little over a week ago, he's actually participating and 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 all of that. But okay, but still, still, like, it's like you had you had the ordeal to begin with. Like, come on, <laughs> like just 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 do it. Just trade him. Mm-hmm. My best case with the Bears is I don't think they're a, I don't think they're a. Uh, a playoff team, I think they're probably the best case is like seven and ten, maybe eight and nine, maybe. Now, granted, eight and nine might get you in in the S seven seed in the NFC, but I just I want to see progress out Justin Fields. I'm not sold on him yet. I'm just mm-hmm. not. I wasn't. I wasn't going to have a high state, and I certainly am not now. Uh, I don't think Matt Nagy was all that bad of a head coach. I really don't. I I just I don't think this team has enough talent to get there. Mm-hmm. And Matt Eberflus might be what this team needs, but he also might not be. So yep. we'll see. Worst case scenario is they stay stagnant. I don't think this team's taking a step back, but worst case is they are just exactly the where they where they were. I think it's fair. Yep. Moving on now to the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, with the new head coach Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams, who, by the way. They've been a head coach. They've been a play caller. He's now the head coach and play caller in Minnesota. <clears throat> so that should give Vikings fans a ton of confidence. Mind you, they do still have Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. They do still have Dalvin Cook. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So is Adam Thielen still there? Uh, is he yes. Even, is he even yep. after, is he an afterthought now? Like, like okay. So best case scenario for the Vikings, I'll go first this time. I think the best case, worst case for the Vikings is the best case they sneak into the playoffs. And they looked, and they look like they're in the 21st century offense. Because Mike Zimmer, for all that he was, was a defensive guy. He was likable, and they played good defense, but they were a little bit behind the times on offense. Mm-hmm. You've got a quarterback as a cannon. Even if it's not the best thing, use it. I, I just I want to see more from that, and then I, I just 
The worst case is that O'Connell was way in over his head, doesn't handle offensive play calling well, doesn't handle head coaching very well. And I don't think the Vikings are a kind of organization that will do a one-and-done head coach, but he may be on borrowed time come next year if the worst case happens. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I think that's the. I agree. That's the the biggest thing is 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 getting the offense straightened out. Because, I mean, there's a reason why we we rag on Kirk Cousins. He's not bad by any means, but he's nothing special. And yet they seem to treat him as if he's much more than that. Um, but I mean, he's got. He still has. A couple weapons. I mean, Adam Thielen, Thielen's still a weapon, and Justin Jefferson is yes. a weapon, for sure, a weapon. Um, and then Dalvin Cook is no joke at running back. But I mean, other than that, I'm just you look through and go, okay. So it really is a matter of, it, it, well, figure figuring out how to make those guys. Uh, you don't want them to do all the work, but you also want want them to. But you, ideally, you want to have a bunch of people who can get the job done, um, but still have you know your your favorite guys. But I, I don't know if they really have any of that. And you know, who's here's their quarterback depth chart: Kirk Cousins, Sean Mannion, Kellen Mond, and Nick Mullins. That's that's a they traded for Nick Mullins. Yeah, they get they traded uh, like a seventh round pick or whatever to the Raiders for Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. You don't trade for a backup quarterback unless you're going to be the backup. Yeah. So Sean Manning yeah. and Kellen Mond, you're getting cut. Yeah, take my goodness. I mean, even then, that's that's a low mid low mid quarterback room at best, honestly. Uh, but, like, what in the world? Um, so, let's see. They were... Oh, boop. Popping over that. They were 8-9 and nine last year. Um, you know, the defense, like you said, they've... of uh, Especially recently, they have a solid defense. There's a, there's a reason why they're one of the ones I try to target in fantasy is because... They tend to they, they tend to make noise, um, even if it's even if it's not the full season. You know they make enough noise where I I win some meaningful games. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, They're a serviceable backup. Exactly. So they've they've got things working on defense in a way, but it's a matter of getting that offense to that next level. Um, and that's something else. With, without a defensive minded head coach there, how much does the defense take a drop off? Yeah, because last last season, just just from the points for points against, they gave up one point more than they scored all season, four twenty five to four twenty six. So, which that's a that was the well, then that's why that was the second most points given up in the thing because Detroit gave up four sixty seven because it's Detroit, uh, but. We'll get to them later. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is the big question: is how much do they suffer? I don't know, because like you said, I don't know. Actually, I don't really know anything about 
the head coach, but from your, what you're saying, he is not so much on the defensive side. Um, so really it's, I think best case scenario, you, you start getting the offense that has some sp- more spark into it. Things that make more sense or things that make bigger plays, um, smarter plays, but, and that, that'll, you know, that might get you a winning record, but on that exact flip side, the worst thing is defense drops so far off that it doesn't matter how much your offense has improved. So you don't get any better collectively as a team. Right. Um, do I see them dropping off that far um, from where they're at, at or where they were last season at 8-9 if the defense uh, – uh, does get noticeably worse? Probably not, but you'll 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 notice if they've gotten worse. So I mean, I'd say they probably drop a couple more games. They, but it won't be immediate. You know, ah, we ain't winning anything now. But the you don't want. We know this. You do not want Kirk Cousins to have to shoulder everything else if the defense isn't doing the job. Because he's no. not a he's not a he's not a, the guy for it. He's not the guy for big games. And he's not the guy for saving your butt if the defense fails you. It, that's just the reality of Cub Cousins. Yet somehow he gets paid as if he can do it all. It was his time, you know. If it's your yeah. time in the NFL, no pay. Yep. It doesn't matter if you, you know you could have a losing record. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Your time, you're in the league. By so, all means, take the bag, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get it, take it. <laughs> yeah, we say this like you and I both wouldn't take the bag if we could get it. Right? Oh, yeah, like, no, on, exactly. Like, come on, man, give me the like, money. I would take the money knowing full well I'm not the guy, but I'll take the dang money, man. <laughs> uh-huh. Ain't that You're going to give it to me by all means. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, Lucas, we know you haven't played a game in the NFL yet, but we want to pay you $65 million a year. Actually, I'm putting million over the course of a contract for like 13 million a year. Where do I sign? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, where do I like where 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 do I sign? Give me the pen. I just signed on my notebook, so someone owes me a contract now for 13 million a year. <laughs> Come on, Bill. Come on. I'm right here. You left guys off the street. I'm as soft street as you get. Come on. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to a team that actually might sign me. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> did you see what Dan Campbell did this week, a uh, week or so ago? I did not. He let players run practice. No coaches around. Interesting. They're on hard knocks this year, which I have, I've been meaning to watch. I just never have. I'll have to do that one day this week. Uh, but, yeah, he basically said any every team that I've ever been on that's been successful has got players, police themselves, and coaches just teach technique. You guys are going to run practice. You're going to police yourselves. And they did it. I mean – Interesting concept. If it works, it works, right? I mean, it, right. it, 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 it does instill that, you know, player accountability – thing which i've said multiple times i'm all for um 
because they do need to hold themselves accountable. They do need to hold each other accountable. Um, and the coaches, you know, should be teaching. Right. So it's not an outlandish idea. Um, yeah. And if it works, it works. Certainly there's not much, there's not much worse you can do um, if it doesn't work out. Right. right. Um, so I, I, yeah, that seems like an interesting way to go about it. And if he's, if he's had noticeable success, you know, or, or been a part of something that's had notice, noticeable success doing that, then by all means, take what you learn and try to make, apply it elsewhere. That that's how that works. That's how, uh, that's how being, you know, well, in general, a person works, right? Taking right. what you learned and applying it elsewhere. Um, but especially in, in sports. So uh, the best case for me for the Lions is that they they make the playoffs. I truly <clears throat> believe that Dan Campbell can coach. Like, yeah, he's nuts. <laughs> but he but look. The Lions were in a lot of games last year. My God, the only reason they lost the Ravens is because Justin Tucker kicked an NFL record long kick. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they were right there. With Jared freaking Goff as a quarter, as your quarterback, by the way. I actually believe in Jared Goff, unlike most people. Yeah. I believe Campbell can coach. And I believe they've got something going here. They've got Aiden Hutchinson coming off the edge now. They've got some other guys. They've got a collection of talent up there now, okay? They're building this team in his image, in Dan Campbell's image. The rest of the division to me, behind Green Bay, is up for the taking. Like, I think they can finish second and make it as an NFC wildcard team. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. And, of course, the bottom of this is it's the same old Detroit Lions. They find a way to lose every game they play. Yeah. There, there is no, but, but I really do believe the height, the ceiling of this team is they could be a playoff team. I truly believe that. And I'll tell you what, if I'm in the NFC, they're one of those teams that, like, yeah, I might beat them, but I want no part in playing them. Because I know they're going to give me a fight. I, I know I'm going to be physical. They're, like, the Lions could out physical a lot of teams this year. Mm-hmm. Make out effort a lot of teams this year. And if you went out physical and you got effort, you could win a lot of games. Yeah, and then that leaves it. There was a lot of games. There were a lot of games that they very easily could have won last season. They could have been far better than three wins last season. And you could see that. You could see that through those fans, even though they were still losing in Detroit fashion of, of oh, why does this keep happening to us? Like there's a couple, you know, uh, band members of, you know, bands that I follow that are hardcore Detroit fans. And they're always going, ah, why does this keep happening to us? Why? What? It, it, you know, it's essentially the, the Detroit coast. So, you know, or somebody else, right. <laughs> Other than just your team's bad. And, but as we've established, they, they, they showed why they could be not bad. Um, but they they were still shooting themselves in the foot in in those moments. Um, so getting definitely getting over that, but you can see you could see it last season where maybe that could change. So 
I I think it can change. I think this this season can be uh, where we really see that flip. Um, I mean, I don't disagree with you in in your in your you saying they could they could make the playoffs because a lot of those games there again the nineteen seventeen to Baltimore, nineteen seventeen to Minnesota, sixteen you know a tie at Pittsburgh. 13 to 10 Cleveland, 16 to 14 Chicago. Like one one di- one thing changes and they win all of those games. And they go from 3 13 and 1 to like 8 8 and 1. Mm-hmm. 8 8 and 1 could very well get you in the NFC. Mm-hmm. It's not unreasonable. Like the NFC is so top heavy. It's Tampa, it's Tampa, the Rams, maybe the Packers. And maybe the Cowboys. That's it. Maybe the Eagles, too, if you really believe that. But, like, and we'll get there in a second. But, like, the NFC is so top-heavy. The rest of the NFC, the the three wild card, it's anyone's game. Yep. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, we'll move on to their division now, the NFC East. We'll start with the Cowboys. Best case, worst case for America's team. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see, they were what? Let's see, they were twelve and five last year, and then they were one and done in the playoffs, right? Yes. Let's see. Hmm. Well. Oop. Kicking things. I'll I'll say I I think they can I think they can they can take the division. I think it's still mostly comfortably theirs. I'm still not sure how much I'm sold on Philadelphia again. We'll get to that. Um, I still I still think it's Dallas's division to lose uh, to lose. So I I definitely see them making the playoffs. Um, how full in the playoffs is the question. Uh, I mean, I, th- I, I think they have the capability to make a run, but I don't think they have the, I don't think they make it to the Super Bowl. So no, I'll, I'll say, I think they, I think they can make the title game. Wow. I mean, wow. Th- as much as I crap on the Dallas Cowboys for various reasons, I, I don't really think they're bad. I think they just weird things happen <laughs> or they make weird decisions. But, you know, I think Dak's solid. Now, I think it hinges on, and I agree with some of, with some of the analysts I've seen, it, it partially hinges on how much Zeke is there. Because for some, there seems to be doubt that Zeke's really going to do a lot. I don't recall many of the reasons, but I mean, you still got. I I know Tony Pollard was is is not not um, you know crazy, but he's solid. Um, but then you've got got CD Lamb now. Michael Gallup's I think injured right now. I don't know how. Yeah, long. and they traded Amari Cooper. And they traded Amari Cooper. So that that is one thing that I 
I'm worried about uh, because he, you know how much of a threat he was. Oh, yeah. Or is, rather, you know, acting as if he's not in the league anymore. He is a threat. Well, he may as well be. He's in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, but I, I guess it's that the, so there's the Zeke, and then there's also how big of a difference does not having Amari Cooper make? Um, you know, will CD Lamb take even more of the, the, uh, the passes, uh, how long will Michael Gallup be out? Uh, let's see if it says. Uh, that was a late season injury, mid late season. So he should be. Yeah. He should start the season on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's well, on. The, he can't. He can't build injured reserve now because he can't come back from that. Yeah, he's he'll be on the fifty three man roster according to Jerry right. Jones. Okay. Um. Because if you place on injured reserve now, your season's over. Hmm. Like only out once, only once you get to week one can you be on engine reserve and not have your season be over. Yeah, but he isn't expected to play week one, so oh no, uh, obviously. Um, let's see what else I can see. Um, nope, I don't see anything else on that. Um, so you know who who takes who takes on more of Mari Cooper's previous role or who fills in that role. Um, that'll be important. And if the analysts are to be believed, uh, and again, I, I don't know, I don't remember exactly you the rationale. Analyst. Technically, yeah. you are an analyst. True. If the professional big dollar analysts are, are to be believed, if Zeke is there fully, or what I don't remember even their rationales, to be honest. It's been a, it's been a, a week or a week and a half since I saw anything about that, um, then that'll make a difference. Uh, but I think if everything's there, everything everything is where it should be, and and people are filled in the roles, then they can. I mean, we've seen how good they can be, and all when everyone's doing what they need to do, and no, and no one's injured. And you know, that's assuming a perfect scenario where no one's injured, but where you know, Dak's healthy, Zeke's healthy. You've got deep threat receivers. The defense is solid enough, right? So we know what they can do. It's just a matter of getting over the, pretty much getting over the one and done in the playoffs because that seems to be the big hurdle. I honestly think that Zeke can undo the loss of Amari, of Amari Cooper. Because if he's on... And he's doing what Zeke does. Mm-hmm. That changes the way that you have to defend the Cowboys. Yeah, and if you have to bring guys down to the box to defend Zeke, someone's going to get open. Mm-hmm. This is, this is going to happen. Like if you have to commit people to the box, someone's going to get open. Yep. And at the same time, if you drop people back to defend the pass, if Zeke's on and he's doing what he what he can do, he'll find that hole. Mm-hmm. He he'll hit get that- you six seven yards of carry. He hit a thousand yards last season, right? T- and Tony Pollard, like I was saying, Tony Pollard's Pollard's just as you know, almost as solid, right? He right. had seven hundred yards, so those two can get that. That could be a one-two punch on itself. In, in exactly. So if you can transform this offense and you can make it sort of like a a, a play-action passing offense, we like to run the ball and we're going to suck you down. Mm-hmm. That. The, the defense is good enough. You can play those kind of football games and win them. 
Yeah. Like you can play that game. You don't have to be over the top, throw it over your head all the time. Game. You don't have to do that. So I, I, I if Zeke, to me, I think Zeke can undo the loss from a loss from Murray Cooper. I really do believe that. And then the worst case for me would be that again, I think the division is theirs. You do Jack squat in the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the worst case. Yeah. So, you know, it it, it it's been the story of the Cowboys since Troy Aikman left. Well, mm-hmm. time to start changing that. Yeah. Moving up the coast to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the Philadelphia Eagles. The team that a lot of people think can win the NFC East, and I guess that can, but a lot of people think they will win the NFC East mm-hmm. on Jalen Hurts. They did acquire A.J. Brown this year. I'm not sold on the Eagles. I, I think the best case scenario for them is that they win the division uh, because I think they, they can be competitive in it, but I think the Cowboys are a better football team than they are. Uh, and the worst case scenario for me is that they just like Jalen Hurts is not the guy. Mm-hmm. This definitively proves it. Now, let me say this. I think Jalen Hurts is the guy. I don't think he's just a guy. I think he is the guy. But I. But the worst case is that A.J. Brown does nothing. This, de- this team does not click the way it needs to, and Sirianni is on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Do I think that's going to happen? No. But I don't think their division winning. I think they're like eleven and six. The Cowboys go twelve and five or whatever. You know what I mean? Just ten and seven. The Cowboys go eleven and six. Yeah. I think they're at least a game behind the Cowboys. Truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think they'll they're the only they're the next best team, and they could potentially if things go the way they expect to. If Jalen Hurts is the guy, if things fire on all cylinders. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, and they just go off, then they can they can compete for the title, uh, for the divisional uh, division title. Um, but it, uh, it does kind of hinge on that because there's still those questions: Is Jalen Hurts the one? So it really it it is a prove it year. The prove it year. Mm-hmm. There that. is no second prove it year. It's either you prove it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think I, I just in general agree with yours. They, they, best case scenario, they win the division. They don't go. They don't go far. They don't go any further in the playoffs. And then worst case. Hurts isn't the guy. Things aren't clicking. They f- they find someone else. They f- see where they can send him. <laughs> right. Let's move on down. Let's let's go to the uh, let's move up. We'll save the we'll save the juiciest for last. <laughs> the New York Football Giants. Brian Dayball, of course, is the new head coach there. They have Daniel Jones on the last year of his contract. They didn't renew. They didn't take up his uh, fifth year option. Mm-hmm. You got Saquon Barkley who's missed a lot of time. Now you've got uh, uh, oh, what's the uh, the was it? Kadarius Tony that they drafted out of Florida last year. Mm-hmm. So you've got some talent on the outs on the outs uh, in the in the receiving core. We know <clears> what Barkley <throat> can do when he's healthy. <sighs> Best case scenario for the Giants is that Dayball fixes Daniel Jones and 
I don't, you can't undo the option. So he'd go into free agency. So even if they don't bring him back, then he might prove enough to someone takes a chance on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worst case is that Daniel Jones, they ball does nothing, and they're sitting here a year from now with a new quarterback like they were four years ago when they took Daniel Jones in the first round. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's no in between. Too. They're all good. And even then, the good is not that good. Yeah. That good this, this, for... team has, this team has a lot, of, a lot of work to be done to it. Yeah. Good for me is taking number three in the division over Washington. That's like if you're the Giants at that point, that's what you aim for, because <laughs> you're not, you they're not getting much further, um, and you just got to find out how much Daniel Jones is worth to you. If he is he worth bringing back when when the contract's over, because um, really that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest question. I don't even think I, I think we know that now because yeah. here's the thing: the fifth year option is is is. To, I would think he'd be still on the rookie wage scale because it would be his mm-hmm. option on his rookie contract. Whereas if he hits I the can't open remember. market, if he hits the open market, it's going to be at market value. I'll so see. if you're not willing to take a chance on him on a rookie contract, you're sure as hell not going to pay him at market value. NFL. This is a five-year article, but NFL rookie contracts explained. Oh, wait, that's a little. Oh, that's a little more reading than I feel <laughs> like doing. It's got those like seven D section A. Yeah, um, I'm not oh, trying to read a yeah uh, no. Congress bill here, um, but <laughs> I'm inclined to believe you because you generally know what you're talking about with this type of stuff. I don't. I don't know that, but I mean, yeah. it just. I don't know why it would go from the first four years of a contract being mm-hmm. at whatever scale, yeah, to all of a sudden fifth year you're making. Like, I just don't. I don't understand. That. Yeah, you know I wouldn't mean? imagine that either. Um, so assuming like I'm right, franchise tagged or anything, <laughs> right? So assuming I'm right, and it's still on the rookie 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 rate scale. Oh, George Lucas came in here now. <laughs> George uh, Lucas enters the chat and and then <laughs> sues us. Oh boy, we just lost our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Well, been nice talking to you these these <laughs> Mondays. <clears throat> All right. So assuming it's on the rookie wage scale, if you're not willing to pay him on that, you're sure as hell not going to pay him on market value. Mm-hmm. You're just not. So Daniel Jones is done. Like, forget it. Mm-hmm. He's done. It's only about either you ride with him and you make something of him now, or you polish a turd and make him available, make him worthwhile for someone else. Yep. I'm not calling Daniel Jones a turd. I'm simply saying that's an, an analogy. I'm not calling him a turd. Okay. We'll find out if he is at the end of the season, huh? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, the, the, that's to me, that's the only thing is that the decision has already been made. Yeah. To, to, when they declined his fifth year option, they basically said, we don't want you here next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's, there's a reason why the Danny Dimes moniker has basically fallen off because that ended really quickly. And if that was him when it took from the 35 yard line at one time. Yep. And then I, I had immediately started calling him Danny Pennies. <laughs> I've since even resorted to not doing that. But the point is, I don't even, who, who's, he, he might make a nice backup for somebody somewhere. Maybe. 
I don't know if I'm convinced that he'll do much more starting. You know, if uh, at the end of this season, unless if John Gruden was still it. in the NFL, I'd say he'd take a chance on him and give him. In. But John Gruden's not in the NFL anymore, so. Mm-hmm. You're, what do you think about the worst case, though? Huh. That I there's mean, nothing. They're, they're really, you can't really do much worse other than lo- losing a couple more games. You only won four last season, so you don't have much more to lose as it is. True. Um, so really the worst case is just not, not improving at all, staying at the bottom of the division at the end, um, and then – Hoping something works out next season. <laughs> Can't disagree there. We'll wrap it up with Washington the Commanders the first year that when they made it's still so weird to say the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Even Washington football team is is more normal now than than the Washington Commanders. I guess it will be in time, but like we're gonna be able to go now. Mm-hmm. I remember when this team was called the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. And then they were called the football team for some uncreative reason. <laughs> you could have thought of any other temporary moniker. Mom, Grandpa's talking out his ass again. Uh, you ever see a baseball team called the baseball team? Uh, I never, not in my day. I thought you were going to say the brains, and I'm like, oh, don't go there. <laughs> no, no, just the baseball team called the baseball team. <laughs> Ma, but 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 dad, but but grandpa, you like a team called Everton Football Club. That's different. They do it differently in England. <laughs> we have nicknames over here, son. More to point. Th- this 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 feels like a put up or shut up year for Ron Rivera, doesn't it? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. he's Ron Rivera, like the man, the man coached while beating cancer. To me, he's earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I would take him in a fight over almost like a lot of people. So it's like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna like mm-hmm. you, you, you do what you want, my my man. You, th- th- this thing is yours. Yeah, but I'm not Daniel Snyder. The yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Yeah. At this point, I just hope somehow he gets forced out. <laughs> uh huh. That's all I got. I the mean, stadium is coll- is crumbling. It just and no one mm-hmm. seemed to care. Like Jalen Hurts, the only actually cared that the stadium crumbled last. Yeah. Week. When when a division rival is the only one that gives a flying crap that your that your stadium is hot garbage, then that says something. <laughs> The, they literally had poo leaking from the ceiling one time. <laughs> there was flying crap. <laughs> like literally, it's, 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 it's just—it's awful. It's just—it's absolute uh, garbage, and it's just like uh, the team isn't that much better. Mm-hmm. But the team could be better. The team could be. Mm-hmm. That's what how you feel about Carson Wentz. Yeah. You and I don't like him. I don't like him because he's insubordinate. Uh, yeah. You don't like him because he's Carson Wentz. Yeah. So, but they had Terry McLaurin. They have, <laughs> uh, they had a running back. I forgot who it was. Uh, Dotson. Dotson, yeah. He's he's not bad. They got Chase Young on defense, even though he's, he's gonna be he's injured. 
So oh, Dotson's the receiver. Sorry, Dotson, Gibson's the running Gibson. back. That's it. That's it. Yes. So they've got pieces here, but mm-hmm. that's the thing. They've always had pieces that they can't <laughs> put the puzzle together. Exactly. It's it's always been. Where does that last puzzle piece go? Mm-hmm. Last puzzle piece. Where does it go? Anybody? There's a hole here. I just don't know if this is the right one. <laughs> and some years they don't even know where the first edge piece goes. Uh huh. So, best case for me is that they somehow squeak into the last NFC wildcard spot. Carson Wentz plays out of his mind, wins two games against the Philadelphia Eagles, and gets the team into a wildcard spot because Ron Rivera willed them to it. Mm hmm. Worst case scenario is Rivera gets fired for saying something Sire didn't like, and they're back at square one next year with a new head coach and probably a new quarterback too. Yeah. I, I, I had totally forgotten that Chase Young had gotten injured. Um, so it'll be a few weeks uh, at the least before he's back. Um, that already hurts you. <laughs> But there's, there's just the thing that gets me with there are multiple things that get me. But the one thing I'll focus on here with Carson Wentz is that you literally had a coach say about you that you were a horrible decision. Coach and owner. Mm-hmm. That and all you needed was the GM and you had the trifecta. Yeah, exactly. So it just it, it that in itself is telling, along with the other stuff that we already knew, which was totally factored into that. Um, but at the same time, as you said, this is Juan Rivera. This isn't a dumb coach. This man is not stupid. <laughs> he has a plan. But it, it, it I still it still obviously begs to be seen whether that plan's going to work. Um, because this is Carson Wentz. There's, it's, it's entirely possible that Ron Rivera works his magic and essentially revives Wentz's career. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Um, I mean, it dang near almost happened in Indy had all the other stuff not happened and then Wentz not shot himself in the foot. If you ever need a reminder just how this functional organization is, it had Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, as well as Jay Gooden on the offensive coaching staff, and did nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same time. Gruden, Shanahan, McVay. Two and- are from two of the greatest families in football, whose uh, fathers were both successful, one brother and one father were both successful head coaches. And then Sean McVay is a defending Super Bowl champion head coach and offensive genius whose coaching tree is now bigger than Bill Belichick's probably. <laughs> I don't need to say anything else about how good that offensive staff was. And they, they did nothing. Yeah. That's how dysfunctional this organization is. So don't bet on this. Don't bet on things changing, but they have the pieces in there to to change if they can get they can get their stuff figured out. Yeah. If if I so with that, best case scenario is 
they are number two in the division, and they sneak into the playoffs. I don't see them going very deep. They're probably one and done, maybe one win, but I'm inclined to believe one and done. Um, And worst case, it's Carson Wentz is a a failure all over again, uh, bad decision the end, and you're left with an an unfinished puzzle yet again. Let me ask you this. If Carson Wentz doesn't work out here, is his career over? I would have to imagine. If you can't if if you if you get traded you've already been traded twice since in as many years and it and if it doesn't work out for that second time why would why would anyone want to bother why would anyone want to bother if you've basically been shown that it's not going to work there's always someone dumb enough to try but at any point, you start letting out the people who are enough to try. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, you just run out of options. Yeah. Speaking of running out, we run out of time. We well, there is no time. This is the podcast. We can do it as long as we want. But we run out of topics to discuss, so we will be back next week to discuss West Virginia versus Pitt. <clears throat> Take a look at West Virginia versus Kansas, and then the Patriots will open up next weekend in Miami against the Dolphins. Remember, first two games on the road for the Patriots, it's Miami, Pittsburgh, and then home for Baltimore. So the first three games in the Pats. I don't remember what's after that, but we'll get to that when we get there. So for Darren, I'm Lucas. This has been Season 3, Episode 4 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Darren, I would ask you to take it home, but I got one thing important to say. Eat shit, Pitt. Eight shit pit.